My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 48. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another edition of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. As always, I'm delighted that you're here today. And today is a really cool topic. We are talking about Facebook engagement. Now, as you probably know, if you've been following along on my recent podcast, I've been creating these freebies, checklists, cheat sheets, guides for each of the episodes. And today is the best one yet. Well, at least I think so, because I'm the type of girl that I love examples. I don't always feel comfortable starting from scratch. Sometimes when I'm starting from scratch on anything, an email that I need to write, a sales page copy that needs to get done, or just anything that I need to create, if I'm starting from scratch, I tend to just stare at the computer for a while. But if you give me a few examples to go with, then I could model my own and make it spectacular. At least that's how I work. So when I create these freebies, I'm always thinking about that. How can I give you a little inspiration and some ideas to get going? So today's freebie, oh my gosh, it's so good. What I've done is I've curated what I call the top 20 examples of high engagement Facebook posts. It took me hours to find the best of the best. It's basically what's working right now on Facebook and I wanna give you those examples. So when you get this PDF, you actually will see the Facebook post and then a little commentary from me on why it's great and how you can model it for your own. So to get your hands on this amazing free giveaway, you can go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 48 download, just amyporterfield.com forward slash 48 download, or as always, you can text the word, I guess it's a word, 48 download to the number 38470. So text 48 download to 38470, and you can get this really valuable, I'll call it a cheat sheet, I guess to help you boost your engagement on Facebook. Now, I typically don't start with the freebie, meaning in the intro, I don't just go right for it, but it was so good, it is so good, that I just couldn't pass it up. Okay, so as you know, today we're talking about engagement, and specifically, we're talking about what it really looks like on Facebook. You might just be surprised. 
And in addition to that, I'm going to help you understand why engagement matters on Facebook. Just a few years ago, engagement looked different, it mattered in a different way, and it just worked in a different way. Today, we've got to keep up with what's working right now. And I feel like that's my mission for you to help you understand what's working right now on Facebook and how to make it work to your advantage for your unique business. We all know that Facebook changes rapidly. It's changing all the time. And you could be in one of two camps. One, you're in that camp that you just complain about it. You're just frustrated. You even say things like, I'm not gonna use Facebook anymore or Facebook doesn't work anymore for business or how dare they think that they're gonna charge us to get out into the newsfeed. That's what I call the negative Facebook camp. And believe me, I've, I've put my foot in the water over there a few times. But where I really want you to focus is what Facebook can do for you, no matter if it changes all the time. It's still the force to reckon with when we're talking about social media, and it really, truly can change your business. But you've got to look at it differently. Yeah, sometimes you do have to pay to get that engagement you're looking for on Facebook. That's actually not what today's episode is about. We're going to talk about the organic strategies, the free strategies to get engagement. But if you want to take what I teach you today and put it on steroids, then yeah, you do want to explore Facebook ads, which of course I'll be talking about in upcoming episodes. But for today, I want you to think, yeah, Facebook changes all the time. But if I just know a few of the things that are working right now, I can boost my engagement. And if you understand why engagement matters, then you start looking at the whole thing a little differently, a little less stress, a little less negativity. And you start seeing the opportunities in it for you. And that's what I hope you really see by the end of this episode. So the episode is a really nice mix of tactics. You know me, I love to give you specific things you can do to see results. And it's a nice mix of mindset as well. So how to look at Facebook, why to approach it differently today than maybe you did even a year ago. So mindset and tactics married together will make this episode really powerful for you. Okay, so getting back to our topic of the day, engagement on Facebook. And where I wanna start is Facebook's definition of engagement and literally what it looks like in terms of the actions people need to take to get you more engagement on your Facebook page. So that's where we're starting out. Now, Facebook defines engagement in one way and one way only. So I'll make it very specific. You are getting engagement with your Facebook post if your fans are doing one or a few of four different actions. They're either liking the post, they're commenting on the post, they're sharing the post, or they're clicking a link in your post. Four things, likes, comments, shares, and clicks. So if you can get your fans to take one or a few of those actions, you are golden. Now, what that means is non-engagement is really easy on Facebook, meaning that let's say you spent some time crafting the perfect post. It was inspirational. It was conversational. You included a beautiful image to grab my attention. And let's pretend I'm a fan of your Facebook page and I see it in the newsfeed. If I read the post and I think to myself, What an inspirational post. That was fantastic. Great message. And then I go on with my day. Well, you just have received zero engagement from me. And Facebook will actually think that I'm not interested in your content. And that's actually not the case because I read it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. 
I just didn't do anything with it. And so in order to make sure that we are getting the engagement we deserve, we need to get our fans to do something, take action. Just remember, likes, comments, shares, and clicks. Now, remember I said that this episode was a nice mix of tactics and mindset. Well, I'm going to get to the tactics in a moment. I actually have 12 different actions you can take to boost your engagement on your Facebook page with each and every post that you put out there. So we'll get there in a moment. But let's get back to that mindset just for a minute so you start to look at Facebook a little bit differently. So you already know that the equation for engagement is getting your fans to actually do something. The more engagement you get with each post, the more often your post will be pushed out into the newsfeed. One thing that is very true is that promotional posts will get far less engagement than what I call the non-native post. Now, non-native posts are posts that are not about you, they're about your fans. They ignite conversation. They're full of value. They do not promote anything and they really blend in with the conversations on Facebook. Gary Vaynerchuk has a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And he really does a great job of talking about this non-native content, this content that just fits in seamlessly with the conversations your fans are already having on Facebook. In the show notes, I'm actually going to list a few examples of non-native posts. I literally took some screen grabs. They're also in that freebie I mentioned in the intro, but I'll put them in the show notes as well. So you can get the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 48. And you can see some examples of those non-native posts that really just blend into the conversations, but spark the engagement you're looking for. So here's the deal. You've got these non-native posts. That's what's going to get you out into the newsfeed. But of course, there are going to be times that you're going to want to promote on Facebook. You're going to want to promote a webinar, or maybe you have a freebie like a lead magnet you want to put out there. Or maybe you're just doing a flash sale and you want to tell people about it. Well, if that's the case, when you post those promotional posts on Facebook, you're not going to get much engagement for them. And that's okay. I'm not against those promotional posts as long as the majority of your posts are those non-native posts. But when you do post promotional posts, just know you're not going to get the engagement. So how do you get people to actually see them when you post them on your Facebook page? you prime the pump. And what I mean by prime the pump, you spend the time on curating native content so that you make sure that you're putting out content on a regular basis that will ignite the engagement so that when you post the promotional stuff, it still gets out into the newsfeed because you've primed the pump. You've made sure that your posts are constantly getting out into your tribe's newsfeed because you've got people engaging with the post. So when you promote something, that post won't get a lot of engagement, but you've already done the work ahead of time. So that promotional post will also get pushed out into the newsfeed. See how that works? Now, jumping back to that native content concept just a little bit more, I want to share with you what Mark Zuckerberg said about his vision for Facebook. He actually said that he's trying to create, quote, the perfect personalized newspaper for every person in the world end quote. So what this means is that Facebook is truly focused on the fan experience. Of course, they're not putting us business owners 
in the forefront of their focus. They want to make sure that the fan has the ultimate experience so they keep coming back for more. So sharing what is relevant and significantly useful to your fans will give you this huge, big advantage in the newsfeed. So failing to share what's highly useful will alienate you from your fans. You really do need to know what your audience wants. And if you need to, you can ask them. I'll get to that in one of the 12 tactics I share with you. I'll share with you recently what I've been doing to really understand my audience's concerns and struggles, but I'll get there in a moment. But to help you out, take inventory and really start to understand what are your fans talking about? What are they hooked on right now? What's grabbing their attention? If you're on target with your messaging and have taken the time to really learn about what your audience wants, the people that are constantly engaging with you, what are they saying? You will definitely be able to hit a home run in terms of getting those likes, comments, shares, and clicks. This is what Zuckerberg said. There's more competition for what they, the users, see. So only the highest quality content is actually going to get through and get shown to those people. So truly, if I could suggest one of the best reading materials out there right now in terms of content, it is that book I mentioned earlier. I'll put it in the show notes, but again, Gary Vaynerchuk and it's Jab, 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 Right Hook. I think it's the best chapter I've ever read on how to get engagement on Facebook. It's worth picking up. The whole book is fantastic, but I probably have read his chapter on Facebook three or four times because it's that good. So if you genuinely care about creating stellar content that gets shared on Facebook, you want to focus on that native content, that content that really gets people to pay attention and want to have a conversation with you. Okay, we're moving into those 12 tactics in just a moment, but I want to share something with you that is very relevant right now. And that is that Facebook came out a little while ago and let everybody know that if you are being too overly promotional on Facebook, your post will not be pushed out into the newsfeed, even when you've done a good job of engagement. So earlier I said, and I still stand by it, that you will definitely get your promotional post out into the newsfeed more often if you prime the pump. And I definitely mean that, and I've seen it work over and over again. However, there's a caveat to that. So in January of 2015, Facebook has taken on this new philosophy regarding overly promotional posts that will affect how your promotional posts are seen in the fans' newsfeed. So here's the deal. In an ongoing survey, Facebook asked hundreds of thousands of people how they felt about the content in their newsfeed. The feedback revealed that people wanted to see less promotional posts and more stories from their friends and pages that they've liked. So just to be clear here, Facebook is referring to free status update posts that are promotional, not paid ads. With paid ads, you can promote all day long and those will get out into the newsfeed because you've paid for it. But we're talking about just posting on our Facebook page and hopefully organic reach is going to help us get those posts out into the newsfeed. So here's how Facebook is defining overly promotional posts. One, posts that solely push people to buy a product or install an app. Two, posts that push people to enter promotions and sweepstakes with no real context. And three, posts that reuse the exact same content 
from their ads. That's an interesting one, right? So here's what you need to know. When you do promote on your Facebook page and you're not using ads to do so, always add value in those promotional posts. So you're not just going to say, click here to get 15% off and then have a 15% off coupon on your Facebook post. You've got to add a little context behind it. Be more conversational, be friendly, add a little insight or feedback or information. Really connect with your audience like you would be connecting with a friend. So if you had a great coupon code for a friend, you wouldn't likely email them and out of the blue say, 15% off, click here now, right? You would tell them why it's so good, such as, hey, I just bought, this is how I would do it. Hey, I just bought this amazing handbag from XYZ. I loved how they had so much to choose from. So you can get this actual handbag for 15% off, just click here. So that's a whole different conversation, right? So the way you craft your promotional post actually matter. So if you want to use my whole strategy of priming the pump, the native post, keeping it conversational and friendly and value-packed, and then once in a while you're going to promote and you're hoping that those promotional posts also get out into the newsfeed, don't make them overly promotional. Don't just make it all about getting people to click a link and go buy. And definitely don't try to do a promotion with no context around it. So the more you have a promotional post, have a little bit of that native aspect to it, blending into the conversations, making sure that people actually care about what you're talking about, you will get those promotional posts in the newsfeed. I just wanted to bring this up because it's fairly new and very important to remember. I'll make sure to outline this a little bit more in the show notes so that you can make sure that each of your posts, even when they're promotional, aren't deemed overly promotional so they get no traction whatsoever. I just want to make it clear, you can still promote on Facebook and you don't have to always run ads when you're doing so. Just add a little context to those promotions. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears just a bit. I've gone pretty deep into the mindset around engagement, the definition of engagement, what it actually means for your business, how to use native post in order to prime the pump so that when you do promote, those promotional posts actually get seen by your tribe in the newsfeed. But you've got to really think about your process here. 80-20 is the rule I like to use. 80% of the time, it's all about those native posts, those posts that blend in, become a part of the conversation. They're about your fans, your audience. They're not about you. And 20% of the time, you'll want to promote on your Facebook page. And I think that you should promote. I don't think that your Facebook page should be all value, no promotion. I feel like we earn our right to promote. And by earning our right to promote, we're on a regular basis putting out really high value content that people can learn from or be inspired from, or it will entertain them. That's why people are on Facebook. But when you earn your right to promote, then when it's time to promote, and I like to go through seasons of promotion, maybe two weeks I'm promoting my Profit Lab program, and then for another six weeks I'm not doing any kind of promotion. So I like to really schedule it out. But when I am promoting, when it's time for the Profit Lab, I feel really, really comfortable promoting because I know that I've earned my right. I've actually given the great valuable content. I've been the support person on my Facebook page. I actually have shown up and tried to offer as much value as possible. So now I have an audience that's genuinely interested in what I'm selling. So that comes back to the mindset. But like I said, I want to switch gears now and talk about some tactics. I have 12 tips that you can use 
to get more engagement, more likes, comments, shares, and clicks from each of your Facebook posts. Some of them are no-brainers. You're probably already doing them or you've heard them a million times, but you're not actually doing them yet. So I just want to remind you that some of these you've heard, but you just might not be doing them. And I want to encourage you to take action on them. So the first one is get personal. You've probably experienced this before. You post a picture of your dog doing something silly and it gets tons of likes. You post a blog post all about how to do XYZ, something related to your niche. And sometimes it's crickets, nothing. We've noticed that even on our business page, getting personal is very, very important. Not all the time, not more often than not, just sprinkle in your personality, your personal side, maybe a family vacation photo, or maybe a picture of your cat or your dog or whatever it might be. But also you want to add a little commentary with that personal post. So instead of just posting a picture of my dog, Gus, I might say something silly about what he's doing. So you want to add your personality so people feel that they're connecting with you. I always hate it when someone just posts a picture because I I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do with that. But it's not like you would actually mail a card to somebody in the mail and then not say anything in the card, right? That's what sometimes a post with no commentary feels like to me, very empty. So always include just a little bit at the top. But again, number one, get personal. Number two, focus on the fans that are actually paying attention to you right now. So many times I hear people say, you know, I have 2000 fans, but only 10 of them will actually comment on a picture. Well, let's get really, really personal with those 10 that are. Respond back to them. Click like next to their comment. Get the conversations going even more so underneath their comments. So if somebody came to my Facebook page, saw one of my posts, and they commented on that, then I want to make an effort to say, hey, thanks so much. Or yeah, I agree with you. Or I see what you're saying about that. I want to have a conversation. I can't do it all the time because I have a lot of fans on my page. But when I can, I definitely get in there and do it as much as possible. Now, tip number three is try to stick around a little bit after you post a question, especially. So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to actually add number three and four into the same story here. So tip number three is stay around after you ask a question, even if it's for 10 minutes. And number four is to make sure that you ask questions that are going to ignite a true conversation. So what I've been doing about once a week now is asking questions to my audience about their concerns with growing an online business, their struggles that they're facing, some of the worries that they've actually had while they build an online business. Now, these are true to my own brand. These are things that I talk about might not work. Those same kind of questions might not work for your page, but let your audience show their vulnerability. Let them express some of their concern about whatever it is that they are working on as it relates to your brand. I was so pleasantly surprised to see so much honesty come through in the comments when I said, what's one of your biggest fears about your business right now? But the thing is, if you're going to ask a serious question like that, make sure you stay around and you actually reply back. I think that it would be a wonderful, wonderful world if we could reply back to all the comments on our Facebook page. That's not really doable. But when you're going to ask someone to share their heart, share one of their concerns, their fears, I think they deserve an answer or a reply back in a timely manner. 
So for the next 20, 30 minutes after I posted that question, I stuck around and I replied to each of the people that posted and used their first name as well. I wanted to let them know that they were heard. Now, this kind of gets back to giving the attention to the people that are actually commenting. It's okay if you have thousands of fans, but only a few are commenting. Give those commenters the respect they deserve. Use their first name. Expand on the conversation. Let them know that you appreciate them and that you hear them. This will go a long way. I know that there's no science behind it in this conversation I'm having with you, but I will tell you that it will ignite more engagement. Because when people see that you're commenting and you're actually making an effort, they're more likely to start the conversation again next time with you. So that's just human nature. So it's something I just wanted to really throw out there. Okay, so number four is to create posts that are relevant to your brand and tell a story. Now, that doesn't mean that the post needs to be paragraphs long. Storytelling is always tough for me to express when I'm trying to explain it to a new customer, because when you think of a story, you think of a storybook and it's got many twists and turns and it could be longer than some, but usually it takes a little while to get the story out. That's not what I mean on Facebook. When I'm talking about storytelling on Facebook, it's just little short snapshots of what you want to convey. And sometimes a great little story is a perfect lead in to a link that goes to a blog post. So that definitely is a great way to tell a quick little story and then send somebody on to get even more information. A lot of the times my blog post will start with a really great short paragraph. Sometimes I use that as my Facebook post to get people to want more. So they've got to click and go read the whole post. So just think in terms of what little tiny story can you tell to pique their interest and get them to want to read more. That's how you get those clicks in the post. Now, number five is all about making sure that each post can ignite a feeling for your audience. Now, this might sound weird, but stay with me here. Each time you post, think, what do I want my audience to feel? Do I want them to be happy? Do I want them to feel inspired? Do I want them to feel empathetic or informed or supported or connected to me? What do you want them to feel? Because when you get somebody to feel something, they're more likely to click like or to share or to comment or to click a link in your post. Feelings get us to take action. So if there's no feeling at all, we're just going to read it and move on to the next one. So think in terms of feelings. Now that flows nicely into number six, which is this. There were studies done that proved that people will share your post if it puts them in a good light. So that's why inspirational quotes get shared the most on Facebook. So if it's an inspirational quote and I share it with my friends, then I look as though I'm inspiring other people. See how that works? So you will rarely get shares for something that's dark or doesn't put somebody in a good light if they were to share it. So think about that. If you want more shares, then you want to make sure that you're putting out content that people will be proud to share and it will make them look good. Interesting, right? There are a few studies done about this and it really does make a difference. I've tested it many times on my own Facebook page. And one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is that a comment and a share actually way more in terms of engagement than a like or a click. 
So I don't want to get too technical about this and I don't want you to go down a rabbit hole with it. But what I'll say is that Facebook gives you a little bit more credit for getting those shares and those comments versus if someone just clicked like into a post. So you want the higher level engagement, the shares and the comments. So anything you can do to ignite those shares and comments more so than anything else is going to be in your favor. You're going to be out into the newsfeed even more. I don't want you to focus on that too much. Engagement is engagement in terms of, you know, just getting someone to take action. But there is a little bit of a hierarchy in terms of that engagement. So if you want more shares, then make sure you're creating content that people would be proud to share. Okay. Number seven, create each post as though you are talking to a friend. You've probably heard this one, but after this episode, I want you to go back to your Facebook page and read your last 10 Facebook posts. Do they sound like you're talking to your best friend or are they a little stiff? Most of the time when I'm reading different posts on other Facebook pages, there's not that really friendly conversational tone because it's something that just doesn't come natural to us when we're talking about our business and posting on Facebook. I get it. There's, it's something that you have to consciously think about. So every single post should make me feel that you're just talking to me and we are great friends. Believe me, it will go a long way. Here's proof of that. I'm going to guess that you get more engagement on your profile than you do your Facebook page. Am I right? Most people will say that. That doesn't happen to me because I don't use my profile that much. But if you're using your profile and your page on a pretty consistent basis, your profile probably is more friendlier, conversational. People connect with you easier that way where there might feel like a little bit of a barrier in your Facebook page post. So just think about that. I want you to use the same tone you're using on your profile as you do on your Facebook page. Now, there's exceptions for this. If you are not your own personal brand and you're posting for a business, the tone might be a little bit different than your own profile. I get it. So use your own discretion there. But if you can make them equally conversational, you're going to go a long way with those posts. Now, number eight is all about the image. Now, you already know that images on Facebook go a long way. And for the majority of your posts, you should be including a really eye-catching image. But this tip here is not to create images because you know that. This tip is about creating an image strategy. Finding a simple way to get a bunch of images done at once so that when you're posting on Facebook, you actually have what you need to make that post look fantastic. Images are going to get you more likes, clicks, comments, and shares. I can promise you that. But I want to make it easier for you because sometimes when you start creating images, especially if you use like a tool like Canva, one of my favorites, C-A-N-V-A, when you use a tool like Canva, you could go down a rabbit hole. They have tons of backgrounds and images and text to use, which is great. And a Facebook post template, so you don't even need to worry about the specs of the image, but you could spend hours creating just one image if you let yourself, right? I think we've all been there where we've spent way too much time trying to put together an image. So you can do one of two things. One, if you're going to create the images yourself, give yourself a time limit and batch the images. So maybe on a Friday, you say, okay, I'm going to spend one hour and I'm going to create a bunch of images for my Facebook post next week. So they might be quote images. They might be titles of your different blog posts you're going to promote. Um, they might be just images that actually speak to whatever it is you're going to talk about in the post, 
But curating these images, I like to use big stock photo as one of the tools I use, and then maybe overlaying some text using Canva. All of that takes a little time. If you need to do it yourself, if you have a really tight budget or it's just something you really enjoy doing and you do it well, set a time limit and batch your images for the following week for Facebook. Another thing you can do is use 99designs. I found a designer on 99designs that I really like. And over the last few weeks, he's been doing the images for my show notes slash podcast. And so there's a specific look and feel I'm going for. Each of them is a different color, but I tend to use the same font, at least for the last few. So he knows what I need. He charges me five bucks an image and it's worth it to me. And here's why it's worth it. Nowadays, when I create images for my blog post, I'm really thinking what will look good on Facebook. Because as you know, when people share a URL from your blog post, it gets pulled into Facebook, that image gets pulled through in the title. So you want that image that's getting pulled through to look really good on Facebook. And so that's what I have in mind. And that's why I batch my images and make sure that they all have a similar look and feel especially for my different blog posts and podcast episodes. So just get a system, whatever might work for you. Maybe your VA does them or 99designs or you do them on Canva, whatever it might be. Images are definitely worth your time, but don't let it send you down the rabbit hole of spending way too much time to get them done. Now, number eight is about getting a system together for your images, but that really flows well into number nine, which is make sure that when people share your content from your blog, that it looks really good on Facebook. So you know when you go to a blog post, you grab the URL, you copy it, and then you paste it into the post on Facebook, and the image and the title of whatever's on that webpage should get pulled through. You know what I'm talking about? Well, have you ever had the experience that nothing gets pulled through or just a thumbnail of the image gets pulled through? That is not what you want to do. So what you really want to pay attention to is making sure that your blog posts look really good when people share them on Facebook. Now, in episode number 44, I actually talked about this pretty extensively when I interviewed Michael Stelzner, and then I created a cheat sheet to walk you through how to use a specific WordPress plugin that will make sure that all of your posts when shared on Facebook actually get pulled through correctly and look really good. So you can go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 44 download, and you can get literally the step-by-step instructions to actually install a WordPress plugin that will help you make sure your blog post get pulled through correctly on Facebook. So the image shows up correctly, the title's there, the description, this is important stuff. If you want more clicks, comments, shares, and likes, you want to make sure that your content is looking good when people share it on Facebook. You don't want that thumbnail. You want the full image. You want the title pulled through. So do the work for people in advance with this plugin that I teach you how to use versus having people needing to manipulate your image and the title before they actually share. They won't do it. And then your content looks terrible on Facebook. So I think my most important tip out of all of these is this one, number nine, to use a certain plugin called WordPress SEO. It's by Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, so that your content looks good. But anyway, you don't even need to worry about the name of the plugin. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 46 download. You can download the step-by-step instructions to make this work for you. Okay, so number 10 
is an easy one, but it's a reminder again to make sure you're actually doing it. Mix up your content on Facebook. If you want posts to be shared and to get the likes and the comments and the clicks, you've got to keep things interesting. That means using video and using different images with your post and maybe trying a few posts without images just to experiment. Sometimes people get more engagement with the non-image post. It's rare. So I usually tell people definitely use images, but you've got to experiment. Also mix things up so that you are attracting people that like posts in different ways. Like some people want image quotes and they want to share them. Other people love to see posts about your blog post so that they can be reminded what you've got out there. Mix up your content, mix up the type of post, sometimes include links to blog posts, others maybe just quotes or quick tips or facts or whatever it might be. But make sure that your posts are interesting enough. If you want to know what's really interesting to your audience, go into your Facebook insights. And inside of insights, you can actually see which posts are getting the most engagement. So you'll see on that very first page, if you scroll down into Facebook insights, every single page has the insights. It's like analytics. Scroll down and see what people are sharing the most. You might be surprised as what's getting the most engagement versus other posts. And then what I always say is keep doing what's working. Do more of the types of posts that already have gotten you some great engagement. Okay, so for number 11, I want to actually take one idea that I just mentioned in number 10, and that is video. And the reason why video deserved its own tip is because I'm seeing amazing things with my content and those of my customers in terms of sharing video on Facebook. And I'm talking about uploading the video directly to a Facebook post. Now, I've been doing this a little bit pretty consistently. And each time I post a short video, I already have thousands of people that I've reached versus maybe a few hundred with an image post. We all have seen the reach decline dramatically on our Facebook post. That's nothing new. You are going to be pleasantly surprised if you upload a short video let it go for, let's say, 30 minutes and come back. I can promise you, your reach is almost guaranteed to be higher than anything else you've posted over the last week. So let's talk video. What are you gonna put in that video? Well, one thing you can do is just make a quick video, whether it's you direct a camera or maybe you have a few slides that you go through on the video telling people about your latest podcast episode or your latest blog post. So you'll see that I'll do that with this post specifically, and it will get so much more engagement than anything else. This is what's working right now on Facebook. Now, it also could be a quick video where you invite people to a webinar or tell them about your cheat sheet. I'm talking about one, two minutes max. Really simple stuff. It could be you on video. It doesn't have to be, but the video is getting the reach that you're really looking for. So I encourage you to test this out. And then I want you to let me know, come to my Facebook page, let me know that you've done it and give me some of the details about the results. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. If you want an example of this, I'll make sure to link to an example in my show notes. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 48 to get all the details. Okay, and number 12, we're down to the final tip. And the final tip is you've got to check out one of my favorite scheduling tools. I didn't know I was going to love it this much. I think I've mentioned it on another podcast episode, but stay with me here because I have more to share with you. And that is, I am in love with the tool Edgar. 
So you can go to meetedgar.com to get the details. It's not free. It's worth paying for. I'm not an affiliate. I just love it that much. I've always struggled to find a tool that I'm comfortable with that's really easy to use that will help me schedule my Facebook post. And the reason why I've struggled with it is because it's a lot of work to constantly be looking for content to schedule in advance and post on your Facebook page. I'm talking about other people's blog posts and maybe other people's videos and then a mix of your own and then some quotes and all that good stuff. Basically what I talk about in number 10, mix it up. Edgar allows you to become a superstar with tip number 10, mix up your content on Facebook. So here's how Edgar works and you can go check it out yourself. But basically, there's this little bookmarklet that you can put as a little button on your bookmark. And every time you come across, let's say, a great blog post you want to share, you just click the little image of Edgar and a box pops up. And you can make sure that the image gets pulled through and it looks good. And then you can say, I want to share this on my Facebook page and I want to share it on Twitter. That's what I use it for, Facebook and Twitter. So you choose where you want it to share. You make sure it looks good. And then you just click whatever, enter. I don't know what the button says. And it goes into a queue. So it will be queued up and it will post at random times. You can choose the times if you want on your Facebook page and Twitter. But here's the beauty of Edgar. It goes into a library. So that content you just shared will actually be shared again, maybe days later, weeks later, depending on how much more content you have in there. So you're building a library of content that will be consistently shared on your Facebook page. This has skyrocketed my engagement because before, if I scheduled it, great, but then I have to keep scheduling, keep scheduling every day to make sure stuff is going on my page. This is going to recycle that content. Now, if you have just a tiny library, it will recycle it pretty fast. But every week I spend, let's say, 15 minutes on finding great content. So my library has gotten really big. So I'm constantly sharing things. And of course, I'm sharing content about my blog post and my podcast episodes with my show notes. So now old shows are getting shared on Facebook and Twitter more regularly. So you might see a post about a podcast I did two weeks ago or two months ago, but it's still getting that traction it deserves. I love this tool just really for the library effect of it and the fact that it's constantly recycling my content. It also just came out with a report card where it will show you which posts are getting the most engagement and it will actually keep you updated on how many fans you have this week so you can see the growth. So it's amazing. It was created by my great friend, Laura Roeder, and I've always loved Laura for her systems. The girl knows her systems and processes and she's been in the trenches with social media. She is a social media expert, so she knows how this all works. And because she gets social media and she understands engagement, she created a tool that will really do some amazing, amazing stuff for your engagement on Facebook. So anyway, again, I'm not even an affiliate. I just love the tool so much. So there you have it. 12 tips to make sure that you're getting more likes, comments, shares, and clicks with each post. Now, I don't expect you to do all these 12 tips right away, but I want to encourage you to take at least one of the ideas that I gave you and run with it, whether that be to get a system in place for your images or make sure you're using that WordPress plugin so that people actually are sharing your stuff correctly on Facebook, or maybe it's just as simple as asking questions and sticking around for the next 10, 15 minutes to like each of the comments and reply where it makes the most sense. 
So I encourage you to take action. Engagement truly does matter. So there you have it. Hopefully you found some really valuable Facebook engagement tips, and now you understand what engagement looks like on Facebook, how it actually is working right now, and what you can do, the actual actions you can take to make engagement work for you on Facebook. Remember, engagement will help you not only build a really, really strong bond with your existing fan base, but it will also introduce you to new people on Facebook as you get pushed out into the newsfeed more and more. So remember, it's all about people liking your post, commenting, sharing, or clicking a link inside that post. Those actions are crucial for you to build your engagement. Now, remember, I created a very valuable, useful giveaway for this episode. It's called the Top 20 Examples of High Engagement Facebook Posts. They're literally posts that I found on Facebook that are getting massive engagement. And I'm going to give you a little commentary to explain why they're getting engagement and how you can model it for your own Facebook page. So 20 examples, you can download it instantly. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 48 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 48 download, or you can just text the word 48 download to the number 38470. So text 48 download to 38470. I can't wait till you get your hands on this free giveaway. It's really, really useful. And I can't wait to see all your engagement worthy posts on Facebook. Thanks so much for being with me here today. I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Until we talk again, make it a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 